Welcome to Motherhood and Making Money, a podcast for parents who are starting and growing a brilliant business while raising a family. I'm your host, Kerry Gillett. I'm a social entrepreneur on a mission to ditch all the mystery about building a business and share with you tips, tricks and chats with guests that can cut through the noise and make a big difference. Today, we're going to dive into the world of ads and I'm joined by two of my favourite voices in the ad space, working mothers, both working with different kinds of businesses. I know today will be both informative and dare I say it, full of laughter. They will do a much better job of introducing who they are and what they do. So in the style of blind date, Sophie, who are you and where do you come from? <laughs> My name's Sophie and I'm from Farnham in Surrey near London. Um, and I really like uh, cats and hot tea. Mm, and a lovely Vicky. Hi, I'm Vicky. I'm from Kingston-upon-Thames and I never leave the house without earrings and always brew the tea bag for at least four minutes. Ooh, you are both <laughs> sublime catches. Sublime catches. Thank you, ladies. So the first thing I want to start talking about with you today is if someone is listening to this and they're thinking, what the hell are they talking about when it comes to ads? So you both work in the ad space, maybe with different types of businesses. So what are we going to be talking about today when we are talking about ads in that sense? I'll start with you, Sophie. What does what do ads mean to you? Oh, my gosh. What a question. OK, so I think there's probably a few basics that we need to like just go through in a bit like initially. So we often talk about Facebook ads. Um, but and then people always ask me like, oh, but what about Instagram? So that encompasses both technically they're called meta ads now so there is like meta is the um encompasses facebook instagram also encompasses whatsapp and all sorts of other things but for the purposes of today when we talk about ads we're talking about ads that you um are essentially po facebook posts or instagram posts that you can pay um and you can decide the kind of audience they reach and the kind of action that you want someone to take from that post um, and they can go on Facebook, they can go on Instagram, um, and you there is a thing called Ads Manager where you can manage all of this. And probably, I imagine, most of your audience will have some experience of ads if they've boosted a post. Um, we'll talk about more of that later, but Instagram and Facebook do love to prompt you to boost a post, and it'll say something like, this post is reaching more people. Um, would you like to spend five pounds? And yeah and get it to reach 10,000 people. And it's really, really easy to say, yes, please. And then you <laughs> click the button and through it goes. So if you've ever done that, you have technically run an ad. Um, and I think what Vicky and I will probably chat through today is the difference between that and then running something as more of like a structured campaign where you have clearer um, goals and, and you can track it a bit better. But yeah, I'd say does that kind of cover the like overview of what an ad is, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Vicky is nodding. And is there... Are there any other kind of prominent platforms that people can run ads on in a social media sense at the moment, Vicky Ho? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, pretty much if you think of a social platform, you can pay to advertise on it. So um, LinkedIn ads, Twitter ads. I mean, we've seen a lot of the uh, hoo-ha around Twitter ads since good old Mr. Musk took over. I won't go into that. Um, Pinterest as well. If you're a product-based business, Pinterest ads can be really, really effective. Um, TikTok, obviously, you know, the big, the, you know, new pretender. Pretender, that's not the right word. The uh, 
the new new kid on the block new kid on the block, on the block. <laughs> that's what I, was I don't know are we showing our age is that an age <laughs> yeah, absolutely we have just dated ourselves yeah there's a line it's been crossed yeah. <laughs> um but yeah pretty much any social media platform you can think of you can pay for a sponsored post on that platform which is essentially an ad so when people are approaching you both I'll, I'll I'll stick with you for a second Vicky someone is like coming to you and they're thinking they've got a business and they're thinking about you know they know they need to do something more and they think that ads might be that thing what is the thing that you tend to hear Vicky that's stopping them from taking that leap and getting involved so I would so two key things really one is that they're just so confused like ads manager is so confusing and overwhelming they don't know how it works and secondly that it's going to cost them a lot of money and they're scared to take that risk especially a smaller business where you know every pound is watched and there's potential you know ads are a bit of a long game you may not see, and it's very unlikely that you'll see results immediately, especially if you're a new brand or if you're, you know, just starting out because there's a lot of, you know, brand building to do first and awareness and what have you. So it can take time before your ads become profitable. So it's having that um, that appetite for risk, you know, and that that's a big one, you know, for smaller businesses, I totally get it. That plus the confusion of not understanding how they work. And, and then, you know, like Sophie was saying earlier about, you know, you press that boost button, you've created an ad. Tricky thing with Facebook, Meta, Instagram, whatever, they make it really, really easy to spend money on ads. You can press that button, you can spend whatever you want. It's so easy to spend money on an ad it's not so easy to spend money effectively. And so businesses may have, you know, dabbled, they've pressed a boost button a few times and then not seen the results that they wanted because actually it's not doing, it, it's not set up to do what they want. Um, and then they'll come back and say, like, well, they don't work, ads don't work for me. I've tried them, they don't work. And then they're reluctant to then invest more with, perhaps a professional ads manager who will command a decent fee because you know yeah that's, I've yeah. waffled a little bit there sorry no, no waffle at all that's what people no. say I think just sorry just to add to that as well like I totally agree with everything Vicky said that confusion and that fear of fear of how much it's going to cost I think also what I'm finding as well maybe with businesses that are slightly further on that maybe have been going for like a couple of years and they, you know, like when you first start your business and everything is new, it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to learn how to make a website and go on Instagram and everything's so new. And then you get to a really kind of nice place in your business where everything is a bit more familiar, your website's set up, you sort of know the basics. Um, it Often I find with clients, it's like they get to that point and then there's this real resistance to learning ads. It's like, oh my God, I thought I'd got out of that stage of having to learn <laughs> yeah. something new, feeling like a novice, like not really sure if it's working. Um, and that combined with this almost, uh, when you create community on Instagram or Facebook, you feel quite safe. You sort of know that you're going to put posts out. You might get a few comments. Like the worst thing that will happen is that like you won't get any engagement. 
suddenly um, there's this idea that you might be in front of thousands of people like what if someone calls you out like what if someone puts in like a comment on your ad and says like this product's too expensive or your service like why are you offering this this is a terrible service like I have a sleep coach client and she gets she's so nervous of like someone saying like sleep coaching is bad or you like you shouldn't be doing this job and I think that increased fear of visibility coupled with this like resistance to learning something new can be a real barrier for a lot of businesses um especially if they're kind of in their comfort zone a little bit and it's just that like I'm not getting the results I want with my current marketing but like the only thing I really want to do is just try and do more of that so like I'll just try and do more of Instagram I'll just try and maybe I'll try and post more and I just really encourage my clients or people I'm talking to to just think a bit outside the box and think actually if you keep doing the same thing you'll probably get the same results like try try and push yourself to do something new and expose yourself up to a bit more visibility because it can have the most incredible results if you can just push through that I think change when you have you know steadied something you've worked so hard to steady something get it to this point and then you're like but what I want someone to come in from the outside and tell me that I've got to change a ton of it is like, no, I don't want to change. <laughs> I don't want to change anything about it. I've worked really hard to get here. Um, it can be terrifying. And then also the thing that we touched on there, paying, paying for that change. You know, you've you've invested, you've got yourself to a point and then you're like, I need to not only, you know, pay for the ad spend, but like we were talking about, pay for a professional to come in and do this right so that we get the the best result out of it. And then look at that for as a long-term thing, not something we just do for, you know, one week, two weeks, maybe even a month. Um, what, what are your thoughts about the like the length of time? If someone's thinking about doing ads that you need to, think about starting to work with somebody over a longer term because from a personal point of view that is something that I had to think about with budget is you know I know that in order for this to work I need to allow x amount of time to for that to to get the best result but also I needed someone to to speak to me really honestly about what that time was going to be because that's not where my knowledge sits so what are your thoughts on you know, how long people should think about running, you know, if they're thinking about running, what is like your minimum time you would, you would recommend, obviously, as long as possible? I mean, um, generally speaking, I don't know about you, Vicky, but I only work with clients for a minimum of three months, like that would be our starting period. Um, And the reason for that really is that, um, you know, you've got the time to set the campaign up, we're gonna, you know, do the audiences, do all the technical side, get that campaign running. And then from that point, you're, I would say maybe 20% on the way on a journey. And people think the setup is like almost like 90% and then it runs. Yeah. And it's like, actually, it's the other way around. Like the setup is, is important, but once you're running, that's the point when you really start to um, get that learning. You're testing different copy, different creatives, different strategies and um, you know that take that does take time and you need to let Facebook do its work as well it's a lot of huge amount of algorithms and, and knowledge that goes on in the background to help you find the right people like Facebook wants you to find the right people like it wants your ads to work like it wants you to spend more money with them but you have got to give it the right information and time um, and I know I know both Vicky and I have um, courses where we can also where we also teach people how to run their own ads as well and I think that's a quite a nice 
stepping stone if you're not at that point where you can totally outsource it. Uh, but even then, I mean, mine is a 12 week course because I, I want people to be able to get up and running and then help them kind of actually manage it going forward. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, Vicky, and your clients. Is that similar? Yeah, absolutely. Minimum three months. But I would also say that the time of year has an impact as well, depending on the type of business that you are. So, you know, September is launch time for kind of education, coaching, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really in that space, so I can't give too I can't give too much detail around that. But from an econ point of view, you know, there's certain times of the year where um the big guys will chuck in a whole load of budget and so you're really swimming against the tide so in the run-up to like black friday quarter four traditional gifting periods like mother's day you know you can't you don't want to be starting in say october and hoping for a bumper christmas period you know in that terms you want to for Christmas, for big Christmas sales, you want to be starting in August, I would say, because it's a traditionally cheaper month. Lots of people are on holiday, less people are spending money on ads. It's a really good time to be testing, testing your audiences, testing your messaging, potentially testing your offers as well, um, because it's going to cost you less to test at that time. So that when it comes to September and that build up into the sales period you know you've got a really a much stronger footing um but as a general rule absolute minimum of three months it's good to know though I think sometimes you just need someone to say to you look this is going to be this is a longer term game like we were saying before and I think sometimes perhaps if a business isn't doing very well their thought is, oh, well, maybe I should start running ads. But what I'm looking for is like an immediate return. And well, I know you two are both doing this, but there, I think maybe there needs to be a lot more narrative about how this is used, you know, as a longer, I'm doing my big arms up, as a longer, a longer term kind of goal goal for your business. And I think as a compliment for your business, alongside all the other stuff that you are doing, not yeah. the, not like the thing oh well I'm doing that now so I need to take my foot off the gas everywhere else yeah I would could I just jump in on that as well and just say that ads whilst they are fabulous they are definitely not a magic wand and you need to have a um a proven funnel in place first you know people need to be buying your stuff organically before you start trying to run ads if you've got a terrible website ads are not going to fix that if you've got a poor offer ads are not going to fix that you know you need you need the foundations in place first before you even consider running ads because you're just throwing money away if you're you know if you haven't got everything set up properly first you love a good foundation we love a foundation yeah yeah I mean solid one I think that yeah the idea that ads are not going to fix your business like if you're not getting enough sales then you need to identify why that is initially and then potentially ads might be the right answer but like yeah like Vicky said you need to have that strong kind of people need to be buying your service before you kind of invest in ads um yeah otherwise you are just gonna waste money do you think that any business can benefit from ads yes 
I'm going to throw yeah. myself out on a limb there. Yes. Provided they've put the other work in first. Um, yeah, because there's so many different types of ad, there's so many different objectives. Um, so I work, I work on audience development for some clients. And so we're not actually going out to get leads or to increase sales, but their business model is one of sponsorship. And so they need really solid digital audiences and nice numbers that the sponsors will be interested in and then we'll pay and what have you. So, you know, ads are brilliant for that. It's kind of, you're almost hacking the algorithm in a sense. Mm. So, you know, we've seen with Instagram over the past couple of years, organic reach has really kind of been a real struggle. You know, it's dropped off a cliff and lots of small businesses are struggling with it. All businesses, you know, all accounts. Um, but you can use ads to get your posts and you can you can use ads to get people specifically to engage with your posts as well. So you can either go out just for awareness, just for the more the most eyes on it, or for people who are actually going to comment. Or then, you know, if you've got an amazing website and it converts really, really well just as a standalone website. Maybe you don't need to spend money on conversion ads, getting sales. Maybe you just need to drive more people to your website, you know? And so traffic ads, I think I'm going to end up going off on lots of different tangents and falling away from what the question was. Well, well we can we can circle it and we could be like, what are some of the types of ads that you can run? So you've done, you've done a good... Um, you know, a good brief intro to three of them there, but are there just, I bet there's tons, aren't they, of different types of ads you can run for different objectives. What are some of the objectives? So, um, so I, we could probably take this, split this almost, because so I mostly work with service businesses. So I mostly work with people who um, run some kind of service uh, business rather than a product type business. And Vicky does more on the kind of e-com side, don't you? And then the audience growth. Um, the most of the time I work with objectives is the engagement one, which Vicky talked about. So kind of getting that engagement on your on your um on your social media accounts. Um I then work <laughs> we love engagement. It's I so love cheap. engagement. It's so cheap. It's like it's like it's one of the I think it's one of the best kept well not best kept secrets, but it's such a unknown, untapped resource, I think, in terms when people are kind of really struggling with like getting their content out there. Um it's such a great way to get more eyes on your account. Um, and I think as well, what I, the way I use it often with my clients is before, um, so I do a lot of email list building. That's primary what, primarily what I do with my clients. Um, in, to do that, we need like a lead magnet of some kind. So that's like some kind of PDF value add that you offer um, somewhat like an ideal client to then join your email list. And but often we don't know which kind of lead magnet is going to resonate with ideal clients or what, like which one should we test first? And you could just go straight into it and you could test it, but you know, it's going to cost you money or you can do some posts organically, use engagement ads to see like, you know, which ones are people engaging with, which ones are people commenting on, which ones are people seeing it and then going through to your website. Like there's so much data you can get relatively cheaply. Like you can run engagement ads for like three pounds a day. And it, like absolutely fine. Like we love these cheap ads, like and they're so effective. Um, and they really give you that boost as well. I think that's a real positive. Yeah. Like okay, this is actually working. Then you take that data 
and you say, right, okay, this is the lead ad. This is the, the copy that worked really well. And I'm going to put that into, um, so there's two types of ways to get emails. You can either use a traffic ad or a conversion ad actually, which is two different types of objectives to get people onto a landing page and then they sign up there. Or you can use a lead ad, which is primarily what I use with my clients. And that's where the person doesn't even have to leave Facebook. They click on your ad, like the button on your ad to get your lead magnet. And then they fill in a form on Facebook. And Facebook really loves those ads because they can collect so much data. I find those campaigns learn really, really quickly. And we can get really incredible results really, really quickly. Um, so those two, those kinds of ads all work together. It's a real like kind of ecosystem. Um, and yeah, Vicky, and we might yeah. talk more about conversion ads. Yeah, I would say that there are so many different types of objectives. And, you know, I wouldn't get hung up on running just one. You may be an econ business and your overall goal is sales. And so you want to be running conversion ads to get those sales. But, you know, I would always recommend running engagement alongside that. Um on the same sales post, just to generate some extra social proof, some likes, comments, shares. The more people have liked a post, the more other people are going to be interested in it. And like Sophie said, you know, that engagement campaign, three pound a day, you know, and the results that you get from that. Or if you're in a situation where you're not quite ready for ads, you know, your website's not quite there, you're still sort of getting all the foundations in place, you could still be running like an engagement campaign, again, three, four pounds a day, just on your um, social posts and just getting those seen and getting those loved, building your audience. Um, but I would say, and this is a hill that I will die on, community management is absolutely key. You know, if you're putting ads out there and you're getting people to engage with your posts, if they've taken the time and effort to make, to leave a comment, please, please return the favor, comment back, you know, this is such a golden opportunity to build your loyal audience and to show how great your customer service is, you know, to really build a relationship. Businesses, it's all about relationships, you know, whether you're in a service-based or product-based, people buy from people, this is your opportunity to really showcase yourself, your personality, community management absolutely vital please <laughs> I totally agree and I would also say like building on that if you are kind of growing an email list and it's really small and you're paying to get people on your list please email them um <laughs> yes. because it's really easy to think oh there's only 50 people on it like I'll wait till it's a bit bigger like I've got lots of you know I'll just build that email list I'll keep it tucked away over here and it's building and then I'll I'll come back to it in a few months when it's a bit bigger and I'll start talking to those people like every single one of those people on that email list have actively given you their details like please even if there's only 50 people on your email list please email them and please kind of like you say they've given you their email address so please then actually reply, you know, kind of give them that um, that connection and that like opportunity to connect with you. Yeah, just going nowhere otherwise. Yeah, I think exactly. a lot of people will be <clears throat> surprised about the, you know, the talk of the three pound a day thing. I know I was when I first, I thought for a long time that we would be priced out of ads because I knew from working with a lot of people who provided Facebook ads that, um you know, we would need to be running them from the long haul. 
I knew it wasn't going to be something that I was going to be able to didn't want to do myself but also wasn't interested in learning to do myself so we would need someone to come in and do that and so looking at that as a long haul was a big financial piece for my business to go okay you know when would be the right time to do that for you know the kind of dates that we work with and realistically what would that financially mean for the business in terms of spend you know it was a really considered point for us and I thought until I heard that I would be spending a lot more money than I than I had to because it was just like this it seemed like this closed box like oh you know no one really says what you're spending you just hear you know these big numbers sometimes from launches like oh you know mm. we spent x amount of thousand pounds in in on my on Facebook ads and I'm like white knuckling the table going how much <laughs> I know you're like oh we had a 100k launch we spent 20k on ads Jesus. I, know. I, find... I mean yeah it's terrifying isn't it I do remember hearing those numbers as well and being like oh my gosh um but I mean most of my clients are spending uh, to look to grow their email list in particular anywhere from like five to ten pounds a day can get really good results in an ideal world you might want to build that up and I often try and flip the question as to how much is this going to cost me to how many leads do I need and how much am I willing to pay for them because actually you could spend £10 a day and get one email address, but, um, you know, you actually only need, I don't know, three clients a year because you run on a you know mm. monthly retainer business and you are quite happy growing your email list at 30 people a month. And for you, that is, you know, your clients pay you thousands of pounds, actually £300 a month on ads is great. Um, or you know, you could be launching a program soon and you need like a high volume of, you know, that if you want to get 20 people on your course, you probably need two, 300, four, 500 people on your email list. Um, but you're willing to pay maybe two pounds a lead. So you're, it becomes much, it's such a, such an interactive process. I think when people say how much ads are going to cost me, it's like, it's not a laptop. It's not like, it's not like there's a, you know, this is Facebook charges you two pounds a lead. It's a case of, you know how niche is your product or service how big is your audience like how many people do you need to reach and how many how much are you willing to pay because you can pay five pounds a day and get two leads or you can pay ten pounds a day and get four leads potentially like which what, what works for yeah. you yeah and that's the process I go through with a lot of my clients there are there are a few things you can do as well um as a business owner who doesn't want to get involved with the ads themselves, but there are a few things you can do to reduce the cost of your ads. So your organic channel, your um, Facebook and Instagram pages, look after them. If they're really well managed, you know, you're putting out valuable content freshly, consistently, then that will have an impact on, um, on your account. Facebook will reduce your costs they'll see you as a better prospect kind of thing also again so did I mention community management earlier I'm not sure <laughs> but again you know if you're getting engagement on your posts keep replying 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 Facebook then sees that as you know it's they get big ticks for engagement and so the cost of your ads come down that way as well um if you get lots of negative comments then that has a detrimental effect. And so you can't always avoid those, but be very careful with your targeting and be very careful with your messaging. Also your ad creative, 
if it's you just make it as good as it possibly can be and that again where Sophie was saying earlier about using engagement to test you know you can put a few quid behind some of your organic posts and see what your audience engages with most to give you an idea of the kind of creative that will work well um, with your ads. I, I would just like to quickly say three pound a day engagement. Yes, it's magic. However, those are engagement ads. Don't expect sales from those ads. Yeah. You know, you have to be realistic. And if you don't want to spend 20 grand on a launch, you're not going to get those 100K returns. You know, so you need to really understand your top, like what you will pay for a sale for a lead. So you need to know what what the value is to you. If what's your if you're an e-com brand, what's your average order value? And you know, if it's very very low, then it could be the ads just aren't going to be profitable for you. In which case, you know, how do you get that average order value up? Can you do some bundles? Can you offer free delivery over a certain price? Or if people spend X amount, can they get a certain discount? And then if they spend X amount more, is that discount slightly more? You know, be creative. Um, but yeah, if you're if you want sales, it needs to be a, a conversions campaign. But there are other things you can do around the outside to assist that for yeah. cheaper. I think that's a really important point, though. You know, I think a lot of people f- might be slightly misguided in thinking that you you pay for ads to get a sale. Like that is the debt. That is the that, that's the whole point of doing them. You know, whether you're a um, product based business or a service based business, the end goal is getting that sale in, making more sales, making more money. You're giving out money. You want to get something back. But I think it's understanding these different types of ads that you have been talking about and how that can benefit your business in that longer term of different ways of creating that sale that aren't the ad leading to the specific sale and like make no bones Sophie runs our Facebook ads for motherhood making money and um, we've been doing lead ads which I didn't know about before um we were working together to raise the awareness of the brand because interestingly we don't sell a product so we have that we're we're sitting in that funny place where what we need to do is have more people on our email list that we can talk about the work of the non-profit we're actually not going to be selling them you know there's different things we offer maybe paid workshops but we're not directly offering them what we're looking to do is raise awareness so that when we launch the opening of our um launchpad accelerator that we do every year there's more people who want to dive in and apply because we have grown our audience in that way because for me um as you know the chief exec of that business one of the things i've noticed in the last 2 years is how hard it is for us to develop the brand on social, even with a strong message, even with paying someone to do great social for us, even with constantly creating content, even with learning to do reels, even with starting to do different platforms and and trying to force those trends. We're doing all the things, but when I sit in a monthly meeting, I'm like, not you're not getting everyone, me included, and not getting the results that we want. So what is the the result we want and how can we almost hack that? We have to do something to try and make ourselves stand out. And for want of a better word, we can or I can produce the best content in the world. 
But if no one's seeing it, mm. it's a real struggle for us to get to our end goal. And I think a lot of people who are developing a brand, whether that is product based or service based online, will be feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. That um, that kind of being seen as well. A lot of um, brands will be kind of, you know, talking about social and their goal is, oh, we just want to go viral. I just want this post to go viral. Yeah, that's great. But the thing is, you could have a post that millions of people have seen, but actually none of them are your target audience. So it's completely pointless. Yeah. And that's that's where ads are very, very valuable because you can target who who is seeing these posts, even with engagement, you know, you can target by interest, you can target by, you can target by your existing audience as well. So if you've got your email list and people who are already buying from you, people who are already interested in you, you can use that list to then target more people exactly like that. Yeah. Um, so you may get lower numbers, but they're much more valuable numbers because they are your target market. Yeah. Yeah. And just on that, like, social versus email thing as well, like, um, I think on average at the moment, so we're growing their email list and the ads are working really well and we're getting people, so they come through, they get their um, lead magnet, the freebie that we're offering, and then they go through a welcome sequence of emails, an automated set of emails that they go through. And I checked the stats this morning and those emails are getting, like, 60% open rates. So, like, six, and that's so it's so high compared to social like you know when you look at the amount of people on social media that organically will see your posts read your posts like you're not going to get anywhere near 60% of your followers seeing every you know post that you put out so the power I think of email is um is so incredible to kind of and build that I saw a quote once I never remember who it's from it's like social media social media is a cocktail party email marketing is going for a coffee and it just develops. I, like I know it's a good <laughs> one, isn't it? It just like it feels like social. You talk to lots of people, and it's kind of like touch, and it's really great, and it's really like lovely, buzzy environment, and it feels great. But actually, if you want to build longer term relationships with your customers, with your clients, like email marketing is a much more one to one way of doing that. Um, and and also, it's like you can automate it. So that's really, really helpful in terms of time management as well. Working away. Yeah. Although I have to tell you, I heard the same quote. But mm. I heard that uh, social media is like a club and email oh. is like taking someone back to the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> you can tell that we're in slightly different circles, Kerry. <laughs> Obviously, I was watching late night webinars to get these <laughs> But I think that that point is... is is really important I think particularly thinking like how how would this work for my business because quite often you'll dip into oh you know we've all signed up for them you go to some kind of educational piece and you're like well, that's great and there's usually some great explanation of a type of business and the results that they've got but you're I have sometimes been unable to go but how would that work for me you know, and you don't want to approach someone sometimes to talk about it because you think, well, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I don't want them to say some horrifying number and then me be like, oh my God, I can't wait. Like I'm not in a space to do that. It just seems a little bit awkward. So I think there could be a lot of people who are maybe missing out because they have these thoughts that this is just not an area that they could be in, but with either some self-study or with some support, you know, they could 
this could really make a difference to their business I think and talking about self-study let's talk about whether you can do them on your own or you need or you need an expert because I know you both work in this Vicky's got her lovely course and so has Sophie and you both work with people directly so so let's talk about um that point and you know what you would advise people who approach you to do you know what are maybe some of the markers that you think yeah this is definitely you know something that you need to have managed or maybe you're just at the stage where you need to explore a bit of self-study stuff let's talk about your course Vicky Home. um so I the brands that I work with the budgets that I manage are big budgets and and so a lot of the smaller businesses they're just priced out instantly they can't afford my fees and they definitely don't have the budget for the ad spend that I would manage, you know, but I do love small businesses. Like they've got, you know, and I really want them to grow to the point where they then do can afford me and the budgets and what have you. So, um, so in that instance, I've got a very, very gentle little course that um, it's do it yourself in your own time very short little videos they're all about five minutes long and it's specifically for e-com businesses and it will take it doesn't show you the whole world of ads it shows you very specifically what it is you need to know and how to set up a two-stage funnel e-com ad thingy (laughs) so so you walk through it and by the end you've got your ads and they're there and they're running and it's ideal for businesses wanting to spend sort of between 20 and 40 pounds a day. I would say if you're spending more than 45, 50 pound a day on ads, you really want to be looking at at investing in an ads manager Mm -hmm. to really get the most out of that. Um, But for the smaller budgets, if you can find something like my course, perhaps, that will teach you exactly what you need to know just for your industry, for your niche, what have you, go for it it's a good start and it will give you it will give you a level of understanding as well of ads manager so that when you are ready to take the next step you you have that base understanding and so you're not going to be bamboozled and you know the kind of questions to ask of an ads manager and you can you've got a bit more of a clue as to whether they're um fobbing you off or not which no ad manager ever would no one would but that is a good point because you think how do you ask for what you want if you don't understand you know those basics of what are you know what what it's even capable of because you need to be able to I think for me I went into it not knowing anything about it because we'd never it never come up that we needed to to look at running ads before because I know Sophie or knew Sophie I could go on a call with her and be like what do you think we you know we need to do you know what what would be best for us because she knew my business already um so we had that kind of like open dialogue it probably would be more difficult for me to approach someone who I didn't know to a explain the business b you know explain why we were doing this and why it was running into something that was like a no cost no cost product why that was a good idea for us to even know the type of ads that were out there you know that probably would have been something that derailed me but because I knew her and knew the type of businesses she worked with I was like Sophie can do this let's just get Sophie in um so that was a that was a great point but I think from being on the outside you know having that bit of knowledge and then being able to go okay I understand the basic mechanics I understand you know what we could do 
then if I can see this working, it, it gives you that little test and confidence to go, okay, I understand the basics now. I can see what the benefits could be for the business. Let's look at going at this a little bit bigger and approaching someone to start those conversations about how we could use this longer term to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think from my perspective, so I mostly work with service businesses. And um, I think at like the really, if you're really just getting started and you just have got no idea and you maybe, if you feel a bit confident with tech, like I just go into ads manager, like you get into it through business suite, like go into ads manager, have a little play around with it. You know, maybe go to, I run quite regular like masterclasses that give you an overview of how to do things. You know, there's often like lead magnets that'll help you kind of set set a campaign up if you want to try out an engagement campaign I'd really really recommend you do like that rather than just boost posts yeah um but if you're getting to the point where you're like this is actually a bit overwhelming I don't really like the tech you know most ads managers offer a power hour where you can get on a call with for an hour you know we'll get your campaign up we'll get where you you know whatever point you've got stuck and you know something that will seem so confusing and stressful to you is like it's our bread and butter we'll be like yeah it's fine just press that button it's like oh there it is it's working like (laughs) you know it's it's so you know it'll save you so much time even just investing in that hour or even if you want to kind of say should I be doing engagement or should I be doing like building my email list like what do I need to have in place anything like that I think most ads managers offer like an hour where you can kind of sit with them um then for me the next step is my course so mine is um a 12-week course where I kind of I help you create your lead magnet that will uh, attract your dream clients we set up the tech to get that into your email system we then set your ads up we write your welcome sequence so we set up that whole end-to-end funnel um it's a group program so you have all of these bit like vickies you know it's all recorded these small bite-sized videos and then there's like a group call every week so I can kind of keep you on track and uh, make sure you're you know everything is going smoothly um, and then once the ads are running you then have my kind of eyes and ears on it and we kind of optimize it together um, and then if you're at the point where you're like actually you know that's for people who want to be spending um, maybe 150 pounds a month you know five to ten pounds a day um, on their ads um, if you're kind of ready I, I get so quite a lot of businesses that are and this is a constant thing. I'm sure you guys find this as well. Like with anything you do in your business is you're either investing time or money. And I think earlier on in your business, you have more time to invest and less money to invest. But there will be a tipping point that you reach. It's probably like you, Kerry, like you don't want to learn it because your time, your time is more valuable to you doing other things. Um, so I also work with um, businesses that are kind of that stage where I set the campaign up for them, optimize it over a month, and then I coach them for two months to learn it themselves because they're also not quite at that point where they want to invest like the money um, either in the budget or kind of for me to manage it for them. Um, so it's kind of like a hybrid model as well. Um, and that's kind of a nice midway option for people who are kind of spending around the like 600 mark a month. So around like the 20 pounds a day kind of mark um, and have like a level of time and kind of capacity to learn like kind of going forward but um also not quite at the point where they want to sit and watch like pre-recorded stuff because I find that's a big barrier for businesses that kind of on that cusp of growing um often that's for people who are looking to like launch a group program or some kind of like course where you need that like volume at least yeah I think it's really good just to know what's out there you know yeah the power hour you think you know I think a lot of people like we've said all the way through this just think that there's one way one ad one budget one type of thing and you know 
if you're on the outside of it knowing what is right for you or having those conversations is is really really important so find your person find these people go out and get them look them up and and check out their courses thank you both very much for joining us today it's been a wonder thank you it's been lovely yeah it's been great we will put all your details on social and also in the show notes of the podcast